أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حيا على صلاة حيا على صلاة حيا على الفلاح حيا على الفلاح الله أكبر الله أكبر لا لا إله إلا الله الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فقد قال تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد إنما المؤمنون الذين إذا ذكر الله وجلت قلوبهم وإذا تليت عليهم آياته زادتهم إيمانا وعلى ربهم يتوكلون وقال تعالى وعاشروهن بالمعروف وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم خيركم خيركم لأهله وأنا خيركم لأهلي أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام صدق الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين Respected ulama-i kiram, elders and brothers, we can never thank Allah wa ta'ala 
sufficiently for making us from the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was the height of excellence and the pinnacle of perfection in every person just looks at the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and follows the wisdom that is sufficient for his complete and perfect success in this world as well as in the year after. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam was the he was a profound nabi he was a great teacher and with that also he was an excellent husband in fact nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam was the most perfect husband and he had left behind some very great morals and valuable advices for his ummah nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam taught us about nikah the virtues of nikah the benefits of nikah but then he also taught us about how to maintain that nikah how to make that home a garden of bliss to make that home a a place of peace and tranquility as long as we followed the guidelines of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the teachings of rasulullah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam then you find that there was barakah and blessings within the home there was happiness and peace within the home but when we moved away from that way of life and we started trying to experiment other types of methodologies then we find that that baraka started diminishing and then it reached the point where those home which was supposed to be a place of peace and solace it was supposed to be producing luminaries that was the home that was supposed to be bringing about the new generation the new generation for tomorrow you were supposed to be producing the leaders of tomorrow unfortunately because we have made that home a war zone then instead of luminaries and leaders coming out then we have got delinquents coming ourselves have created that friction and that negative type of environment nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam he mentioned khairukum khairukum li ahli wa ana khairukum li ahli inshallah this topic is going to run over two weeks so today and inshallah next week friday hazrat mawlana ilyas sahab damad barakat mawlana ilyas patel sahab he will continue and he will complete the topic nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned the best of you is the best to his wife we have understood deen unfortunately nowadays just to be the external aspects of deen we have understood sunnat only to be few external sunnats a person is now fulfilling that he feels to himself that he has fulfilled everything the sunnah is the entire way of life of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam every facet of his life so nabi sallam said the best of you is not the person who reads the most tahajjud yes tahajjud is important you must read tahajjud is not the person who makes the most hajj and umrah is not the person who reads the most nafil namaz and the person who is making zikr all the time but the best of you is the best to his wife if you want to see if you are the best person then with all the other aspects which are also important look at what is your relationship with your wife and to what extent are you fulfilling the rights of your wife remember this dunya is a place of fulfilling rights allah subhanahu wa taala sent us to this dunya to fulfill responsibilities our major problem is that we are shirking in those responsibilities Every person wants to run away from responsibilities. No one wants to take on responsibilities. The day when you got married, the day when you said qabiltuha nakahtuha 
that was the day when a whole lot of responsibilities now have become binding on you. And to the extent that you will fulfill your responsibilities, to that extent Allah's help will come to you. Allah will help you to the extent that you fulfill your resp- all responsibilities. Responsibilities of deen, responsibilities of dunya. But this is a very great responsibility. And that is why Nabi Kareem said, خَيْرُكُمْ خَيْرُكُمْ لِأَهْلِي وَأَنَا خَيْرُكُمْ لِأَهْلِي Then he told his ummah, if you want to follow my footsteps, my example, then remember, I am the best of you to my wives. You will not find a better example. You will not find a better uh, role, role model than Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We are supposed to be following Rasulullah sallallahu in every facet of his life. To such an extent, Rasulullah sallallahu had fulfilled the rights of his wives. Hazrat Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha was the first wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi And in her life, he never got married to anyone else. This is a very strong argument a lot of women use against their husbands when they want a second wife. But anyway, you can research the answer for that. I'm not going to give you that. That's not my topic now. So when Hazrat Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha passed away, she passed on from this dunya. Then after that also Rasulullah sallallahu never forgot her favors and her kindness and her goodness. He constantly spoke about it. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha was the youngest wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi she says, مَا غِرْتُ عَلَىٰ أَحَدٍ مِّن نِسَاءِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمِ مَا غِرْتُ عَلَىٰ خَدِيجَ وَمَا رَأِيتُهَا She says, I never had, you know, that natural co-wife rivalry. It's a natural thing. Co-wife rivalry is a normal thing. It's a natural thing. So she says, I never felt those negative feelings against any one of the wives of Rasulullah sallam as I felt against Hazrat Khadija radiallahu anha, whereas I never saw her. I never saw Hazrat Khadija radiallahu anha. I came long after that into the picture, into the life of Rasulullah sallallahu But that is because Nabi sallallahu would frequently speak about her, about her good qualities, about her kindness, in that same mood now, you know, the co-wife rivalry. She told Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa The way you carry on as though there was no woman other than Khadija radiallahu anha in this dunya. Only one woman there was in the whole world. So Nabi Sallallahu said, yes, you know, she was like this, and she was like that, and she had this quality, and she was the mother of my children. Look at that level of appreciation. Imagine the life of Hazrat Khadija. Khadija radiallahu anha is gone from the dunya. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, every now and again, is slaughtering an animal, and he's cutting up some different parts, and pieces of the meat, and he's sending it to the friends of Hazrat Khadija radiallahu anha. The acquaintance of Hazrat Khadija radiallahu anha, these were the family or the friends of Hazrat Khadija radiallahu anha. She's gone from the dunya, but I'm still maintaining that relationship with her friends and people that, you know, her, her family members. Not that I've severed ties with them now that she's gone from the dunya, let alone we will sever ties even when our wives are living also. Even in the lives of our wives, we are severing ties with their family members now. You got a problem with this person, problem with that person, you want to criticize, you want to condemn, you want to pick out. This is all against the teachings of Rasulullah. So Nabi Kareem وسلم, was the perfect husband in every respect, in every regard. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. Tell us about Rasulullah in the home. How was he? So Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha says, Kana alyan nas. Nabi was the most soft-going person, the most lenient person 
you know, not making a fuss and complaining and shouting. The most kind, the most generous person. He was like an ordinary man. When Nabi Sassam was in the home, he is the greatest of Allah's creation. I mean, he could have just demanded things, like how we demand things now. You go home, oh, I must have this and I must have that. And why this is not right and why that is not right. In fact, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa never complained about food. Whenever he had to eat any food, if the food was not to his liking for some reason, he would not eat it. It's now against your temperament. You can't eat it. He made some excuses. He did not eat it. But he never found a fault when it came to food. Not on the cook and not in the food. This was the beautiful character of Rasulullah This is the lesson he left for his ummah. And what is our condition? We are filled with criticism. Where we were supposed to compliment the wife now took so much of difficulty and she prepared that meal. You were supposed to be complimenting her on that meal and thanking her that it was her favor on you, her ihsan, her kindness, that she prepared that meal for you. And you will com- only complain about it. And if you don't complain, then you will do everything else, but you will never compliment. Now this is a very, very important aspect in our, in our shariat and our deen, where you show appreciation. You know, a lack of appreciation is a major problem. Some years ago, why would a wife run away from her house? Why would she leave her husband and run away? So they found one of the major causes for wives running away was a lack of appreciation. Because the husbands could not show the appreciation that was required. So the wives left the homes and they ran away. Dr. Abdul Haysar Rahmatullahi. I'll just give you some examples now. So you how pious people implemented the sunnah in their lives. Dr. Abdul Haysar Rahmatullahi, who is the sheikh of, who was the sheikh of Mufti Taqi Usmani Sab. It is mentioned regarding him that once he happened to go to one of the homes of his disciples. The murid now invited the sheikh to say, this is my sheikh, please come home, have a meal. After he ate, when he's leaving the home and the wife is now behind the parda and he is telling the person, you know what, tell your wife, Jazakallah, we really enjoyed the meal, the, the meal was so delicious, the meal was so tasty. And then he hears, like from behind the, the veil, like someone crying. So he didn't know what's happening, so he asked, what's wrong? You know, why, why, why is this woman crying? So the woman then addressed the Hazrat and told him, that first time you came to my house and you complimented me on my meals, and this man, so many years, I'm feeding every, feeding him every day. Not once did he even compliment. So Nabiya Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam never complained, you know. He was very, very easy going. He wasn't like us, you know, where we start demanding things. And we want things the way we want it. He was a very generous person. She says he was a normal man. But he would always be laughing and always be smiling. Rasulullah sallallahu always had a smiling countenance. He had a happy countenance. One person complained to an alim of marital problems, not just some other country. And one advice he gave him that made a huge difference in his marriage was that whenever you enter the home, whenever you're coming home from somewhere, come with a smiling face. A smiling face is sadaqa. A smiling face is sawab. Whatever problems you had in your workplace, leave it in your workplace. You know, when you're leaving your workplace, 
all your problems that you got in your office, leave it in your office and think to yourself, now I'm coming to my home. Like how when you come to the masjid, you leave everything behind you. You know, you say, Allah, what you're saying? You're throwing everything behind you. Allah is the greatest. Now I'm focusing on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is perfection now. Where you keep in mind the rights of everyone. This is the rights of your wife. You have to fulfill our rights. You're going to be answerable on the day of Qiyamah. If you do not fulfill the rights of your wife, remember, if your wife is not happy, then your children will be unhappy. That is going to impact on the children because the mother has to raise the children. She has to have high spirits. She needs to be happy. She needs to be motivated. If she is depressed all the time and she's sad all the time, how is she going to bring these children up correctly? How is she going to give them the correct tarbiyah and upbringing? So Nabi Karim wasallam, this is his sunnah. In another hadith, Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha says, when someone asked her, how was Rasulullah sallallahu she mentioned Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam had a, a sublime character. You know, he had a very high level of character. He was never ever rude, he was never abrupt. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam never used rude words. He was never ne- abrupt. He was never vulgar. Nabi sallallahu alayhi never used vulgar words. And Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, even in the marketplace, he would not scream and shout. Even if he's now, you know, sometimes in the marketplace, People start screaming, shouting to get their work done. But Nabi Sallallahu even in the marketplace, he would overlook, he would forgive. These were the qualities of Rasulullah Sallallahu So whenever he spoke to his wives, he never screamed, he never shouted. Again, yeah, Dr. Abdul Hay, Rahmatullahi, once he mentioned this to his disciples, just as a lesson for them, he told them that I'm married now 55 years. And Alhamdulillah, not once, did I ever raise my voice and speak to my wife? Every time I spoke to her with the same tone that I spoke to her on the first night of my marriage. I always spoke to her like that. So these are pious people. They weren't, they weren't people that were screaming. They weren't people that were shouting. They weren't bringing the roof down. Yes, there were instances in the life of Rasulullah and inshallah that will come in, 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 in the, the next week, the part that's going to come. Next Rasulullah would raise their voice in front of him. They would shout at him. But Rasulullah was always patient. He was always tolerant. He never took it personal. He never got enraged. He never got angered. Although he is the Nabi of Allah, he is the greatest of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation. But as a lesson for me and you, he taught us this, that if everyone in the house is going to start screaming and shouting, where is it going to end up? So if the wife for some reason is upset, and remember her temperament may demand that a time she will do that, the best thing for you will be that you just remain silent and you remain tolerant. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, in another hadith she says, Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, kana yakunu fi mehnati ahlihi. When Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa was in the home, then he would be serving his family. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam never regarded it below his dignity to assist the wife in the home. He never regarded it. He would assist the wife also in the home. But what she says, when the time of salah came, then he would go away. In fact, other narrations mention that when the time of salah came, then Rasulullah as though at that time he did not recognize us and he did not. These were the noble traits and qualities of Rasulullah Nabi taught his ummah all these traits and qualities. Nabi Karim when he was alone with his wives, he even expressed his muhabbat and love for his wives. Because as human beings, remember, people have got cravings. So your wife is a human being. 
she craves your attention and she craves your love. Like how people want food, you know, you get hungry, you get thirsty. So she also wants some quality time from you. She wants your attention, she wants your love. And you have to show that to her. That's part of her rights. You owe that to her. Unfortunately, nowadays, our character is very good outside the home. But inside the home is a different story. It should be both ways. Outside the home also, you have good character. And inside the home, you have better character. Because the best gauge of your character is your own wife. If you want to know how, what type of a person you are, and how's your character, and then you will understand now where, you know, how deep water you in. So Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he would be eating with Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. And Hazrat Aisha says, sometimes I would be in, and I would drink from a utensil. And then I would pass on that utensil to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam thought that I put my lips on and he would drink from that spot. And then I would sometimes eat some meat from a bone. And I would pass that over to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And here again, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would put his lips exactly on that same spot that I was eating from and he would bite from that same spot. This was to show the love with Hazrat Aisha radiya. Remember the meals time is a very, very important, it plays a very, very important role in our homes. Meals time, everyone needs to be there. That is the time for you to display your muhabbat and love for your family. You need to be jovial, you need to be easy going, and you need to have an enjoyable meal. That is what will add to the happiness of that home. Because at that time now, you are displaying acts of love. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told Hazrat Saad ibn Abi Waqas on one occasion, that whatever you will spend, you will get rewarded for it. Until to such an extent, what even that lukma that you would put into the mouth of your wife. And sometimes a person should do that. Where he takes a morsel, he has something, and he puts it into the mouth of his wife to display that type of love and that type of muhabbat. So respected friends, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam left behind a very beautiful example for us. And as we mentioned, sunnat is not only confined to the external sunnats. Yes, the external sunnats are very, very important, but also every other facet and every other aspect of the sunnah we need to bring into our lives. We will just conclude with a few points to increase love that we've understood already from here and some points that we understand from other hadiths. Number one is salam. Whenever you enter your home, enter with salam. Salam will generate muhabbat and love. The second thing is hadiyah and gifts. Remember, some told us you want to generate muhabbat, give hadiyah. You can be married for 40 years or 50 years or whatever. Occasionally buy that gift and give it to your wife. That hadiyah will generate muhabbat, it will bring about love. The, set, the third thing is always have a smiling face. A smiling face can change the whole environment of the home. The husband coming in with a smiling face. The fourth thing is that learn always, we must learn to, we must never ever criticize our wives. Rather, we must always compliment them. Learn to compliment your wife. Wherever you can compliment, compliment for whatever. And don't criticize. If you want to lose someone, remember, in life, if you really want to lose someone, start criticizing them. Even your own child now. If you want to lose him, you criticize him. And the last thing is always have a good opinion in your mind. Shaitan will always put doubts in your mind. You know, your wife is not good. She's not taking. Ignore all those doubts of shaitan. Have a good opinion. This is a good woman. And I hope, inshallah, this will generate barakah and muhabbat in the marriage. And as we mentioned, inshallah, the next part, 
of this topic will continue next week. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us to understanding. Wa akhiru da'wah.